Episode 51, Battle Droids. What the fuck? Hello, you're listening to Star What the Fuck? Podcast where we talk about the Star Wars universe one useless fact at a time. My name is Marty Cobb, and with me today is Jason Tagmeyer. And uh, Alex, well, there's like about like 40,000 of them, and they're just getting mowed down by Jedi. <laughs> oh man, that's awesome. So uh, today's episode is about uh, something else that got mowed down by Jedi the uh, battle droid. The B1 battle droid specifically, or, and as well, we're going to include it just because there's no other reason to not to, the OOM series battle droid. Now, there, the, there's a difference between the two? There is a difference. There's the B1 battle droid, which are the basic infantry units that we see throughout most of it, and the OOM ones are the ones that are colored and have, like, different color pieces, and they're, they're a little smarter. That's basically what they are. <laughs> but they're, like, the commander ones. Which is funny because these are droids, and they could all be programmed to be a little smarter. Mm, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but if they're all smart, they, there could be problems. It's true. It's you true. don't want everything, you know, being uh, as smart as each other because then they could just revolt. Yeah. Um, so this whole topic came up because yesterday I ended up at the uh, Star Wars The Power of Costume exhibit in uh, New York City. It opened yesterday. I had no clue when I was heading to New York and I saw signs for it and had to postpone other things my daughter's birthday, everything just <laughs> to kind of head over to that Star Wars exhibit right away. Um, and basically it's just a, a ton of costumes and, uh, some non costumes for like droids and, and creatures and such. Uh, but it's just a ton of costumes from the entire saga, including the force awakens. Uh, so going through there, I, I saw everything. You see, you see a ton of Padme, Amidala outfits, you see Jedi outfits, you see weapons, lightsabers and everything. And one of the things that really stood out to me was the battle droid. It was next to a, uh, like a TIE pilot, and it like towered above the TIE pilot. It was it was it was incredible at how tall it was. Yeah, they're huge. Yeah, it was really big, and it also another thing that stood out to me was just how like wide the head was. Like they looked like like pencil thin on camera, and maybe even when they made a digital, you know, when they digitized it, that that came across. You lose a little bit of that thickness or the depth of it. Yeah, it feels like like when you look at the ones in the movie and you see the ones that are like. The later ones, it feels like they've thinned out a couple of parts. Yeah, um, but it's huge. It's they're they're really big. Uh, they they'd be kind of scary in person. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. Unlike you know the presence they come across in the film. So uh, that's the inspiration for today's episode. Uh, so let's let's talk about some battle droids. All right. So you may first remember the battle droids from Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're. They, I think they show up within like the first like ten minutes. This is like, two Phantom Menace episodes in a row, too. I believe. Uh, <laughs> maybe you don't know. No. We may be losing our. Yeah, it was three because what was it? Uh, last week was the two weeks ago was Gragra, and that, then it was Midichlorians before. This. Oh man, we are on a roll. <laughs> yeah, Phantom Menace. It's my favorite of the Star Wars films. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah. So what the the battle droids were just this army of. I mean, we have a quote here from George Lucas, but essentially it's like a useless army uh, 
of, of droids. There were reasons for them to be useless, I believe, so they could be stronger. Uh, there could be stronger versions and things like that. But um, there are, to, to put it in a way, they are the basic infantry unit okay. of the backbone that is of the military that is uh, the Separatist Droid Army or the Trade Federation Droid Army. Yep. Which, man, that sounds so unexciting when you say those words. It, it um, really does. Uh, actually, that's basically everything about the Battle Droids. Um, <laughs> There's some cool... So, I remember when the Battle Droids first came out, I remember seeing them, and from a toy perspective, they seemed really cool because they could fold up. Yeah. Like, uh, they had that uh, AT... One of the... Uh, yeah, the, the AAT. AT, AAT um, was their transport. The uh, I can't remember. Armor, some uh, something armor transport. I can't yeah. remember, uh, but it um, they all folded up inside there, and I remember having even the Lego version, and they it opened the Lego, up. Uh-huh. They all unfolded, and it came with like fifty battle droids, and I thought that was really cool, and I still think they're kind of cool from a from an action figure perspective. Though they were very thin and yeah. flimsy, yeah. and and no fun. Yeah, well, we'll talk about more about the action figures, but I do want I do want to say right off the top of my head, I I love I love them. You do love them? I like them a lot. That's interesting. Not, not, the, not what they do, but yeah. the way they look. Yeah. I love that design. I love everything about it. It's so bizarre to me. I, everything I, about them is sort of counterintuitive. Like I you would design liked it. it. I remember liking it, and I remember loving it with the Legos. I remember not liking it with the action the figures. But yesterday, seeing it in person, and even seeing it on that, that Phantom Menace documentary not that long ago. Which I think was the same one, because it was on the same base yeah. that was in that photo that you showed me. Uh it um, it gives you a new appreciation for like, it just didn't come across well on film. Like, well, and, well there's a lot of other things with it, which yeah, we'll get into. Yeah. The audio part portion of the battle droid, right. their you know their actions, like that's the stuff that really kills them. But when I saw that in person yesterday, there is potential. Yeah. You know, there was potential. Yeah, they just dumbed it down. They really did. Do you want to get into that clip? So I, speaking of dumbing it down, yeah. Um, here's a clip from the documentary which we've talked about before. Um, <laughs> the uh, Marty's iPad's dead, which, yeah, which <laughs> fuels our episodes. Uh, but I'm going to play this through my computer. Hopefully the audio comes across well enough. If not, we'll edit it later. Um, but it's a documentary the Phantom Menace making of, and it's a, it's a good documentary. It shows you the potential of what could have been. It shows passion for what comes across as a passionless movie. Absolutely. There's, there, there's a lot of passion here. So I'm going to play the clip. It's Steven Spielberg and George Lucas um, talking about the battle droid. So here we go. By Star Wars, being the new stormtrooper. Yeah, because what you don't realize is that these guys really are not very efficient. They, uh, these things, you know, Jedi cut them down like they're butter, and they really are pretty useless. Yeah, pretty useless with these old dangle weed here. Yeah, so, uh, no, that's. Oh, sorry. No, sorry. You know, these droids, I can't get the physiology right. There we go. And so what happens in the end is they all join forces and everything, and the Goongas battle the droids in this huge kind of war and peace battle. Like literally war and peace. Right. It's huge, you know, 10,000 troops. I mean, there's both sides coming at each other. That's great. It's going to be great. That's going to be great. It's going to be great. That's going to be great. So, (laughs) okay, I have a couple things to say. One, a literal war on peace. (laughs) I just noticed that. That may be the dumbest thing 
I've I've heard in a long time. You also heard Gungas. Gungas, yes, I heard Gungas. I have a couple. There's so much stuff. My to my biggest takeaway from that is he says they're really pretty useless. Yeah. Which is that's the worst. I mean, that's just setting them up. I understand setting up something up for failure and and making story and this and that, but like this was the pri- the big army of the film. Yeah. And like we could say stormtroopers are pretty useless. Like we can say that after seeing how. You know, they're ineffective, but they have to be to drive the story along. But these ones, he's just saying they're useless. Like, it's, right it's, from the start. No hope. Yeah, it, it really is. They should have called it No Hope. That, that would have been a good name for um, the Phantom Menace <laughs> sequel. Um, yeah, I, I don't understand anything about the process of making these. Like, when you make bad guys in a movie, isn't the point of the bad guy's existence to be tension? They have to be a threat like, to the good guys. Yeah. Yes. Like, even, like, the stormtroopers, the people, the characters are afraid of them. Like, they're not, maybe not afraid of them in the sense that they feel fear, but they don't want to die. While as the Jedi, they look at the droids and just go, yeah, let's cut these things in half. Like, yeah. that's their first, that is the first action we see the, the Jedi yeah. really do. Because, what they're is They're not a threat at all. Their blasters are blocked by lightsabers, which isn't, isn't. Lightsabers shouldn't block every blaster in the world. Like that's one of the things that kind of kind of bugs me. Like we didn't see that yeah. um, too much, uh, but you see it a ton in the Phantom Menace. I, I and then you just slice them in half, and yeah. then they're done. That was it. Like it's like oh, I, I remember the scene because the first scene you see them is uh, after the Jedi. The Jedi are in the room. The room starts filling with gas, and for whatever reason, the the silver protocol droid. T four something, TC one four. I can't remember. TC one four something, yeah, like, something that. like that. Um, and uh, a, a group of battle droids, including one OOM series yep. or a couple, I think maybe um, all the different colored ones, and they're all just standing there, and they're like, "Okay, open the doors. We're gonna blast them." And be like, "Well, first off, why? But <laughs> you have a gas filled room filled with gas. They would die there." But I digress. We see the one, and he goes up, and it's the one with the yellow hat, I think. Okay. And he's like, oh, he's like, he's a commander. He's like, okay, open the door. They open the door, and the Jedi don't even, like, say anything or try to do anything. They just immediately go up and cut everything in pieces. <laughs> yeah, seriously. It's like, they're, and it's, there's no reaction. It's not like we get a shot of the Jedi being like, what are those? Like, yeah. we don't get anything. It drives me crazy. Everything about these droids... Is designed to be tensionless. Yeah. And it, it seems to be on purpose, which is such a poor decision. <laughs> it, it makes no sense. Like, I don't feel like they were ever a threat. There might have been one scene. There's one scene where they kind of surround everybody in Phantom Menace. Yeah. Where their sheer numbers was a th- were a threat. And that would be one thing. It's one thing. It's like, oh, one of them is useless. But even in sheer numbers, a Jedi can kill them. Yeah. And I know that the Jedi are supposed to be the best warriors in the galaxy. But you at least have to make it so that, you know, we believe that they're in danger. So one of the things I read about it is B1s were designed for cheap mass production. Yeah. Um, they were the, flimsy, yeah. vulnerable. And that's cool, but we don't get into, like, somebody cut the budget on them and that's why they sucked. You know? Yeah. So, like, somebody, um, somebody had suggested, and I think George Lucas was doing this on purpose. You can even see it in that clip we played where he says these were... These was what were placed by the stormtroopers. That he's like they with, they failed. They failed like, and like oh this was a failed product and that's why we don't have armies of droids. But it's like yeah, but you also just made really 
crappy battle droids. Like, maybe you should make better battle droids. All of the battle droids are crappy. Even the super battle droids are really dumb. The, the destroyer droids? The, the super battle droids. The big blue ones from yeah. Attack of the Clones? Yep. Um, I mean, why not just have an army of those destroyer droids? Those are the only thing that's being a threat. In fact... The destroyer droids were very well made and, and they don't, rolled like, around and got to you, rolled away. Yeah, they didn't... Uh, and the Jedi didn't even kill them. For some reason, they had the ability to speed away. I forgot about the, the, the uh, super battle droids. They're yeah. interesting. The B2? Yeah. Yeah, they don't really show up that often. But no. they also have one ridiculous slapstick scene after the other. That's all they get. <laughs> like, the battle droids at least have one or two scenes where it's like, oh, we're going to march in unison, and it's kind of creepy, and it's kind of so threatening. I think that brings up a big, big issue with the Phantom Menace, uh, and even some of the, the later stuff. Is that your villain should never be your comic relief? Absolutely. Like in certain films, it can happen when like you can have one scene where they're the comic relief, but for the rest of the film, they should be. But can you serious. think of any comic relief in A New Hope with Tarkin, Vader, any yeah. of them? No, I don't really think. I mean, like some of the I, scenes where like Vader is with Princess Leia, it has you know I could smell your foul stench, but the but the comic relief is coming from Leia. Yeah, it's like just her being. Witty with Tarkin. yeah, so there's funny scenes with them, but it's not they're not like the butt of the joke. Yeah, um, so but the battle droids are they just are the whole time. Actually, all the droids in every all of these um, series, he does not. George Lucas does not like treating droids with dignity. Yeah, there's a trash can. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but like it's like C-3PO oh, C three PO and R two D two are the comic relief. They always do goofy things. Which is fine. I have nothing against them. But that's those two. They're the odd couple of the Star Wars universe. That's the point. With the B1s, you should take them seriously now, do you so think, that they can be a threat. Do you maybe. think that will continue with BB-8? BB-8 will probably be a comic relief, yeah. He'll probably do some funny, goofy little things. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't think it will not be on the same level. It'll be on R2-D2 and C-3PO's level. Just... Little gags. They have the best. They have some funny lines. They're quotable. Or C-3PO, I mean, uh, BB-8 won't be quotable. I mean, he'll go beep, boop, beep, boop, or whatever. Exactly. But, like, and he'll be adorable, but he won't be. You could, It could be quotable as in, like, someone repeating what he said, like R2, you yeah. know. Because there's some R2 lines that, yeah, that come via of somebody that Yeah, maybe we'll see. I mean, like, I, I think that it will not be the same as the... Bat. And I think it'll continue, but it's because he's the new R2. I think it'll sense. be more in, like, a cool side where, like, he's this, like, companion that, that gets into some situations. Yeah, no, it's no. It's not going to be, like, No, the Roger, most thing Roger. that would happen, yeah, the most that will happen is it's, like, you know, R2 gets eaten by that swamp monster and then spit out. And they go, and spins. <laughs> it's the, that's, like, the most that you think, I think BB-8 will happen. Like, yeah. But he might be more serious because everything about that movie looks more serious. Yep. There's not a joke said so far in any of the trailers. Uh, the latest TV spot, Ray and Finn said, I got, I think I got this, or I got this. Yeah. Like, or I, I don't have this. Something close like that where it cut from one to the other and it was sort of comical and like they were just spawned, thrown into something and yeah. nervous. I'm was, sure there was, will be. I'm just waiting for like their, I'm waiting for that moment. <laughs> like, maybe like the Han Solo Yeah, Han Solo's definitely going to be super goofy. Everything they've had for him seemed like it was very nostalgic. 
Yeah, it's it was big. comic relief via nostalgia because <laughs> it's stuff that wouldn't necessarily be funny. Yeah. But like he hands someone a gun and says, I, "I think you'll need this," and just because it's coming from him is hilarious. Yeah. Um. So uh, let's talk about these battle droids some more. All right. Be- uh, go ahead. Okay. Sorry. I have a couple little points with them. You, you start off. Okay. So one of them is their design. So we've talked about their design being, you know. Like we both they're think really, it's really cool. They're really weird. Um, they they can they can contract down and get really small, uh, but they are easily to defeat. Easy to defeat. But superstitious Nemoidians were known to spread the rumor that B one battle droids heads were designed to imitate the shape of a Nemoidian's withered skull after death. All right, I have so many questions about this. <laughs> and many species found the B one's appearance disturbing. I don't think. For one thing, I guess it's because we've only ever seen them in a comedic, comedical light, but they're not they're not disturbing. They're kind of goofy, but looking yeah. However, a Nemoidian's withered that's skull. That's the one part I was like, "What? Why does that look like a Nemoidian's withered skull?" What Nemoidians are human shaped. Yeah. They don't have like a complicated skull. Their skull would probably look very close to ours. Yeah. So like like maybe if you like folded it down completely as opposed to like how, how the way they have it. Maybe if you Maybe. withered a battle droids, it would look like a Nemoidian's withered skull. I guess. Uh, so that was the the one really interesting thing that I ex- saw. That explains that actually, because I could I could. The uh, second thing I saw was a human could rip a battle droid's limbs off if sufficiently enraged. Yeah, we saw uh, uh, Steven Spielberg do that. <laughs> we in did that, in that clip. Steven Spielberg yeah, did. he rips off an arm. And he was barely enraged. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he was just secretly enraged. Uh, so, so <laughs> he's still mad about, uh, what's it called, taking the the E.T. money. Uh, the E.T. Cra- uh, what was it? E.T. broke the records that Return of the Jedi hit, maybe? And then the Phantom Menace broke the E.T. record. Something him and George Lucas just keep going back and forth, breaking each other's records. You know, it's actually not because uh, I think probably until recently, thanks to Disney on it, but uh, George Lucas owed 5% of all of his Star Wars profits to George Lucas. To Steven Spielberg. To Steven Spielberg. Yep. So, like, imagine all that money that Steven Spielberg got for only 5%. That's at least enough for us to live on for the rest of Yes. For the rest of the year. <laughs> Us meaning like this town. Yeah, like just like I could pay my house with whatever they got he got, I'm sure. Oh, you could pay way more than that. Yeah. Um so uh so you could rip their limbs off, which is a is another flaw to them. Yeah. Um like why like why were they so cheaply built though? Like is it because the, the Geonosians built them. Is this like a Geonosian thing? Like, they just yeah. make really crappy robots? I mean, I don't understand that. Why are they so cheaply built? Like, you have an army, right? You ha- this is These things are going to be the backbone of your army. Don't you want to make them out of something that's not going to lose their limbs? Exactly. I mean, you would think so. Um, but no, these they're, they're cheap. They're cheaply made. Yeah. They. Uh, what is their origin? So if you go all the way back to the beginning, um, try to figure out where they first came from. There's not a lot on that, actually. Yeah, I noticed that. Yeah, uh, B-1s were used by a var- variety of governments and armed forces. Even smugglers were known to use them, but in small am- smaller amounts compared to the galactic armies of the commerce guilds. So episode one may be the very beginning of them. Yeah. Um, after that... After after the all of the Clone Wars and all? Yep. Um, soon after Sir Order 66, surviving Jedi Oli Starstone and Rowan Train fled to Jaguada, 
a former Separatist base. Attempting to contact Jedi on Coruscant, they accidentally activated the droid guards. Okay. So, so. They, they had a couple appearances after there. During the yeah. rise of the Empire, some were reactivated and reprogrammed for use as security droids. Yeah, that's basically what they can they, they consistently get used to. They actually did that in um, a most recent Darth Vader issue okay. of, the, of the comic book, where uh, a, a group of, like, early rebels... Or no, this wouldn't have been early rebels. A group of like separate rebels started like reactivating all of these old battle droids to like to send after Darth Vader. And Darth Vader just like looks at them and they all die. Like <laughs> <laughs> So a couple there's a couple uses after that. They were the ones that weren't deactivated were used in a Death Watch bunker, crash sites on Tatooine, Wait, separatist holdouts. Stonewall Labs. So these are probably just I mean, different stories that pulled them yeah. in as... Yeah, no, just to know. use them in the era, just to have them fight, like... But you know, they Luke. seem to just, uh... Seem to kind of just fade away, though. Yeah, though they they consistently prove themselves to be useless. Useless. I mean, and if... If the Stormtroopers are as well-trained as a de- clone trooper, which they're not, but... Like, then they'll be able to easily take them out like their butter. Like, even the... The, the clone troopers, who are also within themselves sort of useless as an army, yep. can take care of them like it's nothing. Exactly. Now, I just want to read this statement because this is the most fascinating series of words to me. Okay. The Jawa warlord, Witten, <laughs> used one on a single trooper aerial tra- platform to compete in Jabba de Sedgwick's Tearers Demolition games. Wait a second. So let's 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 dissect that a little <laughs> bit. I think that deserves dissection. <laughs> um, first of all, <laughs> Java, Java Lord Lord. Yeah. So who is Witten? Witten, I don't know. So the fact that there's a Jawa warlord—that's the most um, insane is, is thing. Shocking. That whole entire sentence is is quite amazing. So, Jawa Warlord Witten. Um, he used a single trooper aerial platform. <laughs> I'm so confused by this whole sentence. So, Witten. He was a barbaric male Jawa warlord whose large tribe profited from robbing travelers and committing other foul deeds like plundering um, moisture farms, earning him a place as the most feared ones on Tatooine. The most... That just sounds like every other Jawa. But, like... When How would you know which one is Witten? I don't mean to be racist, but how can you tell which one is Witten and which one is not Witten? That, that, that's so racist. I don't... Jar- well, they're covered. I mean... <laughs> no, of course. I don't... You can literally punt a Jawa like six feet. Like, what? They can't weigh anything. They have to... And they're like two feet high. So what threat does a Jawa? I can tell you what threat they have. Yesterday at this exhibit, they had their <laughs> their blaster on display, and it was the biggest blaster there. I mean, they're tiny, but that that gun with the huge like open end but was was it was it was pretty cool looking. It's pretty cool, but it's a stun gun. It's a, it's an electromagnetic gun meant it's to hurt droids, but it's scary looking. <laughs> so what else made him? Uh, he. <laughs> This is really interesting. I am so... What? Years later, around 4 ABY, Witten entered Jabba's demolition contest using a remote-controlled B-1 battle droid on a Trade Federation step, as he was not willing to risk his own neck. 
He added upgrades to the vehicle, such as his ion double blaster, which immobilized the target and knocked it down, doing damage as well. In addition to this, his special weapon also relieved the target of any droid supporting it. So Jabba had a demolition contest. Yeah, I'm looking this up now. I'm finding. I'm trying to figure out what this is from. Yeah, it's from Star Wars Demolition, which is a vehicular combat game featuring locations and vehicles from around the Star Wars galaxy for what appears to be the Dreamcast. Wow, I don't remember. And the PlayStation. That. I don't remember that at all. Okay, so. Okay, okay, so it takes place during the original trilogy. Yeah. But they have a battle droid. And they, that was the storyline. Was that they decided was that he, this one man instead of him, he just sent a droid. In he his sent place. a droid in his place along smart. with a uh, with a stop with a stop vehicle, the uh, the weird little like floating vehicle things they have. I, okay, some, okay, okay. I'm just gonna read through this list. Okay. Of uh, of characters, uh, in this game, uh, you can play as Malakili and the Rancor. Which is, if you saw all the characters here, why wouldn't you pick that one? Like, you could just, like, ride the Rancor around? You ride like... the Rancor around with the, the fat crying man? That's amazing. Uh, Wade of Vox and a Lance Beater. I don't know who that is. Okay. Tamtel Screech. Don't know who that is. On a desert skiff. Okay. I don't know why you would ride around in a desert skiff to fight anyone. Uh, <laughs> get height advantage. Tia and Gia on a snow speeder. Which, alright. Aura Singh in a swoop. Okay. Aquaga in an AAT. Okay. Pugwis in a pod racer. Oh, I would never choose that. Witten on a stat. But he wasn't on the stat. Witten had his his battle droid on the stat. Yeah. General Odo on the ATSD. Boba Fett in a jetpack, which that's not fair in any way. Like, I have a jetpack and everyone else... Is in some ridiculous thing. Yeah. Like, I mean, I guess he's Boba Fett, so I guess he, he gets that. Darth Maul on a Sith speeder, which I guess... Okay. That doesn't really make a lot of sense, storyline-wise, but I'm not gonna... Bausch on a speeder bike, and for some reason, Lobot in a cloud car. Oh my god, that's the worst one. <laughs> that might be the worst one. I've never heard of this. Yeah, I'm looking at screenshots of this game, and I want it right now. I don't know. I'm, I'm I want sh- to play it right, right now. Why? To me, it's kind of like uh, what was that game we used to play? Uh, Star Wars Battlefront? No, no, no. It's a uh, Cell Damage. Oh, Cell Damage. Like if there was a Star Wars Cell Damage, it would be yeah, amazing. It looks, like, it looks like that. It looks like that. It and, has that um, like feel to it. That game with the clown. Um. I don't know which game with the clown. It's a vehicle game. It's on the PlayStation. I can't remember what it's called. Star um, Wars Demolition. Oh my god. That's what's called it's called Star Wars Demolition. That's insane. Um, we need a Dreamcast. Yeah, it's even PlayStation though. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Uh, It'd but, be way easier, but I'm not I'm not, I don't do the easy way out. <laughs> you can probably find a uh, I can, <laughs> ROM of it somewhere. I probably can. Okay, so that's pretty darn interesting. So there was one, and to bring that back around, there was one in that game. <laughs> we just went off on a tangent, but the warlord, the concept of a Jawa warlord, warlord deserves it. Oh man, it's got an eight out of ten on IGN. Does it really? Yeah, apparently right, it's really good. Now we really have to get it. Yeah, now I have to play this. This looks awesome. Um, I'm sure it doesn't. It hasn't aged as well. That was actually when it was released. Yeah, when sure. they reviewed. All right. So I, ha- I found two additional, like, these are kind of like fun facts about 
the battle droids. Okay. Um, the one, I'm going to just read it direct from here. Toy versions of the B-1 battle droid were known to have been manufactured as Jango Fett's clone son Boba Fett had some during his own youth on Kamino. Oh, I thought it was... How, like, who? How? And who is creating toys of these droids? Like, that's so interesting. It's like, what, are they made out of plastic? I guess. Or no, I mean, like, are they actual toys, or are they just, like, taking the mold of the... Like, they have that whole... Oh, are you saying, like, like are like, they, like, small, small, or is it, like, a full-size... Full like, I was thinking full-size, like, battle droid. I was thinking Boba Fett was playing with them, like, Barbie dolls, but... Um, I don't... I, I, honestly, I... Either one is confusing. And I don't know the source on that. Uh, I'm going to have to look up the source on that. It's probably from that Boba It's Fett Star Wars series. Django Fett, which uh. was... Uh, <coughs> we shall see. Star Wars Django Fett was a sh- one-shot prestige trade paperback. Okay. I have that. I'm going to have to look at it, because there's got to be a picture of Boba Fett playing with them. Um, oh, that's really cool. So... Boba Fett plays with battle droid toys. I feel like like someone could make fun of him later in life for that. Like, yeah, I would. I, I would. <laughs> These are like... Uh, so the second fun fact... Um, just one second, sorry. Uh, other than Boba Fett playing with them. The extensive use of B-1s by the Confederacy also contributed to the general distrust of droids in galactic society during the Imperial period. Yes. So they were like single-handedly uh, the reason people didn't trust droids. Yes, this is the most fa- the interesting part about the battle droids to me, is that the battle droids are probably the reason why C-3PO and R2-D2 can't enter the cantina. Now, admittedly, the in-universe reason that they do give is that Chalman's Cantina had a policy against droids because they didn't want peop- them to be imperial listening in because yeah. they might have been imperials uh, or booby traps. But I like to think that it's racism, essentially. Yeah. But there's a theory that's very interesting to me is that thanks to the B-1 battle droids and their now hatred of the, of the Star Wars, of, the, um, of droids in Star Wars, in-universe, they started giving robots the sense of pain and fear. Okay. To, to even this out a little bit more, apparently. Yeah. Basically, the, the, the one thing that you can point to is in the prequel series, there's that whole scene in which uh, C-3PO goes through the droid factory yes. and he's like getting his head removed and he's doing yep. all these things. He's not reacting to it as if it's like painful or, or bad. But in the original trilogy, we see them he's torturing. afraid of dying. They torture him and he reacts to it. Yeah. He... Does all the all these things happen to him, and he's afraid, and he I think he yells for his life when he gets shot by the stormtroopers and taken apart. So yeah, I, I don't know. Like it's the weirdest part of the whole thing is that you've is the way they've reacted to droids thanks to this. It's probably more. In, it's definitely more interesting than the droids themselves in some way. So did you know the nickname of battle droids by the clone troopers were called clankers? Yes, because they say it way too often in the Clone Wars cartoon. <laughs> Every time they, the the, droid, the clone troopers like some clankers, we got clankers. <laughs> like and it's it's like just just call them droids, just call them enemies, combatants, anything else. They you sound like a clankers. Such a stupid. <laughs> so stupid. Every time they say it. Uh, now I want to talk about. Um, I know this is weird, but I want to talk about general design in from a robotics perspective. Okay, yeah. Um, I there's a couple of thoughts. 
why don't if you're gonna build a army of battle droids, why don't they have any built-in weapons? Or they have to carry a gun. They have to carry a gun. Now I understand why it works best for them to carry a gun because then you can give them any kind of gun and they can fulfill multiple points. Um, there are sniper ba- battle droids. There are gunner battle droids. Another there. reason is. Because if you build them with a gun and the gun manufacturers, you have to fix the battle droid. You can't just hand them another gun. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, why don't they have any emergency weaponry like built into their arm? Why do the super battle droids, which are supposed to be superior, have built-in weaponry, but they don't? Is it a budget cut? Maybe. A gun would have cost more? The, you know. They couldn't want fit one in the arms that are so thin? That too? And, and a rip-offable? <laughs> rip-offable. Uh, I think it might be that. It might be just come down to budget, you know? Yeah, but, like, I would have thought, like, oh, there's this, like, open chest cavity. What's with the backpack? Uh, that's another thing, that the backpack turns it to, like, comical levels. Because it almost looks like a mini backpack. Yeah, it's, like, it's, the, like, it's so bizarre to me, the backpack. I don't understand that. Like, what's in the backpack? What does it do? Why does it? What, what <laughs> function does it serve? I, the only thing I could think of... Is, is that their other major design flaw, which is a realistic design flaw, okay, but not one that like in this universe makes any sense. In the original battle, uh, in, in uh, Phantom Menace, they are all controlled by one ship. Yes, they're all controlled by one massive computer. Why? Why were they like? And now, uh, now later well, that's on, that's a huge weakness. <laughs> that's a huge problem. Like. Because all it has to do is that... Because aerial combat exists. This isn't like in real life when we go to war with drones. The people that are operating the drones are far away from the battlefield. Yep. In this universe, you can go anywhere in the span of a couple weeks at most. You can stop all the battle droids by just destroying their ship nearby. Yeah. That's that's awful. Like, if you... If you're in aerial combat and you defeat the capital ship, you've basically won ground combat. If you as well. can like somehow like jam the transmission, yeah. <laughs> and that's they don't now. Admittedly, they do fix that issue. They start making them independent. Yeah. But still, it doesn't like. Why was that a thought to begin with? They exist in a universe in which all droids are capable of sentience. There's no reason for R2D2 to be the way R2D2 is. He's just that way they for some reason decided that they need to give him a personality when all he does is beep some boops so i have a design question uh why do they talk not so much talk in general but talk to each other that's true they should because for you to program something to say something and then something else to hear that and interpret it instead they could just send a command to each other you know non-verbally um why do they need to talk I, I genuinely don't know. This is like a... I mean, it doesn't make... I feel like it's because of comic relief. Yeah, obviously uh, it's because they like to say, Roger, Roger. Yeah, and that's just... I think that's the one thing that... Cut the Roger, Roger, and we're, we're like 50% there. Yeah. I, I do... It is really bad. I think... But I, I don't understand the need to, to speak to each other. They don't, and they shouldn't. And it, it doesn't make sense that they do. Yeah. Like, it, it's... It, it seems... And that's one that seems counter-budget. Yeah. Because that seems like there's a lot into making something be able to to speak and understand speech. That's like how it works because that's... um There is a there is a game 
called Mass Effect that kind of answers that question. There's a bad guy called the Geth, which are just a bunch of robots. Okay. And they all communicate by binary. They just send messages to each other. There's like each individual one is is capable of just sending a simple message. They don't need to go around and speak English. They don't. Yeah. They just go bloop, bloop, bloop. And they say things occasionally, but it's always like a like this weird sound that sounds like a bunch of data more yep. than it does sound like Roger, Roger. I mean, it makes sense for them to have some amount of communication I, it does. from people, but yep. it only makes sense to have the ones that are like leaders, that are squad yeah. leaders, which is another thing they probably don't need. Admittedly, if you have a droid army, isn't everyone capable of being a well, leader? Well, if all of it's coming from one central station, couldn't the leader just be somebody in that station sending it out? Yeah, like you no, know. like it's like it's one thing I guess when you have like security droids and you want them to be independent and thought thoughtful. I guess like you want them to have judgment. Yeah, but it doesn't really make sense when they're all controlled by one computer to have the concept of a squadron, and I don't think they really do within within Phantom Menace, but they do seem to have that in everything else, in, yeah. especially the Clone Wars, in which they have, like, a traditional rank structure, which doesn't make any sense when you have everything, when every part of your army is built. Yep. And it doesn't make any sense that they had anything on, like, I mean, I mean, it's hard to explain ground, ground troops to begin with in the Star Wars universe. Yeah. Because you exist in a universe in which you have, everybody has spaceships, and you could just carpet bomb everywhere, exactly. like on the planet. Like, they should have weapons a billion times stronger than nuclear arms. Well, they were fighting the Goongas, <laughs> as George Lucas would say. Why were they even fighting the Goongas? That's another question about the Phantom Menace I can ask. What was that battle about anyway? That battle didn't matter in any consequence. It's like, why would we feel bad for the Goongas? No. Um, we like Palpatine spinning things. You but like, why were they there on the ground to begin with? What were what was the point of sending them, like to that area? Like, why weren't they just in Thede? Yeah, and they really weren't. Like, they were there, but there was not nearly as many. Uh. <laughs> now I'm angry. I know. I get the sense. Want to move on to toy talk? I do. All I right. Want to move on to toy talk? Toy talk. Now I have a. There's a lot of these. Obviously. Battle droid toys? Battle droid toys. Obviously. Yeah, there was pretty much the three and three quarter inch figures. They made just a whole ton of them. Yeah. Um, some were like worse plastic than others. Some stood up a little bit better. But the design is very, very flimsy. So it's a tough action figure. Yeah. Uh, I had a bunch of them. Um, sure. I don't. I had the one on the Stap was one that I thought was cool. The Stap was always kind of cool. The Stap was always cool. It's you just like a speeder bike that flies on. upright. You really can't, like... Well, the question is, is there any Battle Droid action figure that in your head, like, like is the best one or, like, the most interesting? I or? feel like it's the Lego one. Yeah, the Lego one's great. I feel like... So, I mean, that doesn't really apply as, as Battle Droid. Um, but I had, um, I had a whole bunch of them. The the one that I think was the best, they made a uh, like a general one, and I can't remember which one, but it, that one felt like it was put together better than the others. Sometimes they made like little pack ones where it came with two in a pack, and those were exceptionally flimsy. Yeah, um, I was just thinking like the one thing I've never seen for this for the battle droids is just like a pack of like forty five. 
Like that's what they should just do. Just make a pack of like like a fifty dollar pack that's like forty five of them. They made a two pack that was called Battle Droid with a bonus Battle Droid. That's the worst <laughs> title ever. Um, and they made some of them had battle damage. Like they were kind of like they had like black spots on them, and that was kind of cool. Um, I remember all that. They did make a two pack in the Saga Legends series. They made a pack with. Queen Amidala and bonus battle droid. At one point, they they had figures that all came with a bonus battle droid, and that was kind of the way that you could get uh, like an army, get an army going. Um, but no, there's there was nothing. Oh, the one that I thought was kind of cool. I remember was the one that came covered in like electricity, like, like yeah, it was like electroshocked, and that that was it. Just took it. It was a way to release a bunch of them and and make them feel like you were buying something different each time. Yeah. I'm looking at the uh, sideshow ones. Those are nice. Uh, of course, the sideshow ones are going to be. They're nice. like the cheapest sideshow thing, so and it folds up really cool. Look at that. That's yeah, so cool. Yeah, it looks like he's like taking a poo. <laughs> um. Speaking of which, I got I found the perfect picture. <laughs> was there a picture of one taking <laughs> this one on the toilet? Uh, one of them. There was a cool pack that was C-3PO. And it was the droid factory, and yeah, you could take his it. head off and put on the battle droid head and the battle droid backpack. Which was which was kind of cool. They made a couple of red ones. I remember that. The, and the, the sand ones from Geonosis. Yeah, and those ones were. They seemed like they were a little thicker, and those were like later, later in 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 um, the releases. So those felt better. Um, but there are so many different ones. But to get right down to it, the Lego one was by far the best. Yeah, that Lego one. That's like my favorite Lego figure of all time. It's so good. I probably have a hundred of them. They're the my. Like, I want to buy, like, all of those droid army packs. Just buy, like, 40 of them. Yep. They're my favorite Lego figure. And I'm not kidding. They are one of my favorite minifigs of all time. The battle droid. They look so good. Yeah. They're, they, like, they're almost exceedingly perfect. They were well done from the start. They and they were it, almost perfect for Lego. Like Yeah. It's like they were designed for Lego. They, um... They, there was a couple different color versions and things like that. But they were... They were good. They folded up really well. Oh, man, I just um, found an interesting one. What's that? You know that series of Star Wars Transformers? Yeah. They made one of the battle droid that was an AAT. Oh, wow. It looks wow. really weird. It looks like, very, like, Asian-influenced, like, almost like the, the, the uh, inspiration art, as yeah, opposed more, to even being the battle droid. It doesn't look quite right. It's really weird. I, it's fascinating. Um, I, I don't know what to say to that. That one's weird. I don't like it. Get they made some mini busts and things like that. And I, I, I appreciate the mini bus because it's not like a flimsy figure. You I know? would like a bus. Yeah, I think that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. I mean, there's hundreds of these things. You can find they one made right a lot now of toys to go to your store. Them. Yeah. Local store. I mean, probably not right now. You can only see Force Awakens stuff. But um, yeah, here we go. Victoria. Oh, Belgroid. On the toilet. There's a boy sitting on a toilet reading a book. That's about right. Yeah. That's what they look like. Yeah, the squat is... that. that, that it definitely looks like that. It's an yeah. interesting squat. It's definitely really weird. Okay, so uh, moving on from Toy Talk, we can go into our vocab recap for the day. Yay! Uh, or do we do this before or after our final question? Let's do it before. Let's mix things up. <laughs> uh, vocab recap. Today we talked about the B1 Battle Droid, which is your generic dumb, as George Lucas says... <laughs> battle droid. Useless, as George Lucas says. Then there's battle the droid. OOM battle droid, the slightly smarter leader security ones. Exactly. We briefly talked about a destroyer droid, which are the ones that roll out. 
Uh, and also actually, known as the Droidy Cars. Thank you. And actually uh, cause a little damage here and there. Uh, we discussed the Jawa Warlord Witten. Uh, was, you know, the, uh, the pretty much known as the most savage Jawa of all. <laughs> but pr- you would never know if you saw him in a group. <laughs> and then Jabba's Demolition Contest, which they made a game called Star Wars Demolition, which was Dreamcast and, and PlayStation 1, which IGN gave an 8 out of 10. And you fight, uh, you you destroy things with various vehicles. And the Rancor is one of those vehicles. Um <laughs> I just also want to point out that the, um, uh, real quick with Star Wars action figures before I forget, oh, yeah, yeah. that the Galactic Heroes. Oh, they were really droid, cool. Yeah, those were the best. Those they were, were real chunky and. Like, it's really weird. I, I have a couple of them. Those yeah, are my favorites. They, they were done really well done. All right. That's it. Uh, anything else? That was our vocab. It was a very light vocab episode. It was a very light vocab. It, um, slave Drive, which is what they would call the, uh, <laughs> the computer. There. There's another one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So let's move on to our final question. Final question? Seven, seven eight, and nine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in Star Wars Episode Ten, Episode X, as the fans will call it, you have to design an enemy more ineffectual than the battle droids. Okay. Oh, this is tough. Cause... I'm going to come up with. A, I'm going to do one very simple. Okay. It's going to be the battle droids, but they all have the personality of C-3PO. Ooh. That's so they're it. afraid to do anything? <laughs> like they're, just, they're just constantly Hesitant. worried. <laughs> they don't do anything. They try to shoot their guns, but they're not good at it. <laughs> so to me, to, for them to be more, more useless, um, they need more dependency. So yeah. we've already talked about they don't have their own built-in gun, so they need a gun. And if I take that gun out of their hand, what can they do? Yeah. <laughs> you know? So what is even less or, or even more dependent than that? Um, Perhaps uh, a droid army that requires a person for each droid in the army. <laughs> so essentially, we've got a whole bunch of an army of people, which is a cool idea. We got this army of people sitting back, maybe like almost like like I'm playing a video game and I'm controlling this one. It's like a joystick, um, like it's like an RC car of droids. Exactly, but it each requires a person. Um, and if that person's unavailable, that droid is completely uh, uh, unavailable. Um, even more useless might be arming some animals yeah. because then it's like you lose the thought <laughs> yeah. process. So if we took, um, uh, like just cats, but well, like, I'm thinking of a star Wars animal, like maybe like, uh, what's that like weird rhino thing from episode two? Oh, a picture in that or the Neko or the, yeah, definitely the those, um, like a do back, uh, like arming a do. Oh, Nope, I got it. A tauntaun. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. we're going to arm a tauntaun with some weapons. Put a cannon on its back. That, when do they fire? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe do. when an enemy is in sight. So it has some little uh, knowledge of, of an enemy versus a non-enemy. Um, but they could just completely just like run away. Yeah. <laughs> or just kind of herd together and accidentally shoot each other. Arming weapons, with, or, I mean arming animals... That are that don't have their own thought process would be uh, a step worse than battle droids. Yeah, because so, they could just turn on you. This is true. If I, I'm going to do another one, more serious one, uh, I would say uh, sticking with droid theme, I guess it would be uh, battle droids. Okay. Not they don't they don't have to look like B ones, but they're on tank treads and they're made of aluminum, and uh, they don't have eyes. 
part of the budget couldn't go towards eyes. So they, they feel everything. Like, <laughs> so and they don't have any other sensors. They just kind of move around and like hope they can hit things. Um, and uh, uh, the Jedi will cut them down like butter. So after the after the uh, the Jedi cataclysm that happens in Episode <laughs> Nine or whatever, after the whole entire universe blows up, yeah. Um, so I would think another step would just be just making battle droids worse. So yeah. by making them worse, I would give them taller legs. Yeah, uh, taller legs. You can knock them down like like a, like an ATAT. Yeah. You know? um, <laughs> to me, that's the biggest thing. Is the legs are a very thin, weak point. If you knock them down, what can they do? Nothing. Nothing. They can't even like self destruct and like at least like Yeah, they don't even seem like they're capable of that basic thing. Like just at least going out with a bang. Yeah. You know what? Actually, real quick, final another question. Who would win in a fight? A B one battle droid or an Ewok armed with a weapon too big for it to hold? Like a machine like a minigun. Like something ridiculous. <laughs> so the Ewok with the minigun is probably gonna take out a whole bunch of stuff by accident. Yeah. yeah. It, it might it, even take itself out. <laughs> <laughs> like, but like, so you have this, in a, you have this little fuzzy little bear with an ineffectual weapon and you have an ineffectual droid that can't do anything. I think right. the fuzzy bear will just drop the weapon and rip its arms off. <laughs> it's true. Because you only need to have a slight... Uh, Actually, here's a better uh, challenge for you. Find something that can beat that the B1 battle droid can beat. It can't beat C3PO. It can't sh- hit them. Because that would be the first guest normally. <laughs> yeah, like it, like it can't. So you have to pick something within the Star Wars universe that the B1 battle droid can beat. Okay. I don't think there might be anything. That's a really good question. <laughs> I can't they can't beat the Gungas. <laughs> no, they can't. Um, um, wow. <laughs> They can't beat the Gungas. Those would have been the other thing I could point to. Be like, they could beat Char Char. Nope. Um, not the Jawas. You know, we can't beat the Jawas. We got the Ewoks down. What is another, like, extremely useless thing in the Star Wars universe? Um, Stormtrooper. Can, oh, can so a Stormtrooper... Stormtrooper versus a battle droid. Stormtroopers seem like they know what they're doing. But the stormtroopers have terrible aim. Yeah. So they may never shoot them. And the article did say they need to be shot in the head to to effectually uh, disable. Now, the battle droids do actually have decent aim. It's just the good guys are always capable of deflecting. Yeah. Thinking about it, yeah, the battle droids might be better than the stormtroopers. Than the stormtroopers because at least they can hit things. And that brings us fully around to the beginning. The battle droids do look as cool as not exactly as cool as stormtroopers because stormtroopers are very they're iconic, super iconic they're but the but the battle droids did have this really neat thing going and if they made them they they didn't dumb them down like they didn't really dumb down stormtroopers stormtroopers had one or two like comical lines here and there but they didn't dumb them down you still felt like they were this 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 enemy and they were cool and they at least were you know it, they had that going for them so yeah, if they did that with the battle droids it might be a fair fight that's the thing I'm just realizing now is that really the characters in New Hope compared to prequel trilogy are less effectual, ineffectual, uh, less, less effective. Power, less effective. It's just that the Jedi are so well trained that they're capable of taking out these things, but a B1 battle droid might be better than a stormtrooper. We should. It's just that the characters 
are threatened by a stormtrooper, but a je- a real like Jedi from that series wouldn't be. That's a good. We should pose that to the the internet. World. I would, yeah, like because like I said, the B one battle droids always hit their target. It's yep. just that they have the ability to deflect the target. I guess they don't usually hit, and they hit clone troopers because the clone troopers are also incredibly expendable. Yep. Oh, that's cool. That was a revelation. Yeah, right? that really that's, was. Like. That like that blew my mind. I knew I always knew that the Jedi in the prequel trilogy were stronger than the characters in the original series. Yeah, that's not a surprise. But maybe Boba Fett. Maybe Boba Fett. <laughs> but because Boba Fett's proved to be you know kind of useless. Actually, yeah. <laughs> like George Lucas likes to design useless. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like in the Death Stars. Yeah, all, I mean, <laughs> all the B1 Battle Droid needs to do is hit the jetpack. Like all the, all the Death Star did was blow up Alderaan. It's true. <laughs> Didn't really do anything else. <laughs> Wow. Oh, wow. Now my brain is... All right, so with that, we should end our episode. Yeah. Uh, Thank you for joining us for another Star WTF. Uh, This was a fun one, talking about the battle droids, especially after seeing it in person yesterday. Everybody needs to go to that exhibit. Yes. If you get to New York City, I think it's there for a year. If you can go to New York City within the next year, uh, you have to see this stuff. It'll inspire you like it inspired us to just talk about battle droids for an hour. Yeah. (laughs) Hopefully, hopefully... Uh, uh, you will not get shot. <laughs> All right. Cool. Well, thank you for joining us again. Yeah. Thank you. Have a great day. <laughs> See you later. See you.